You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, Around Atlanta edition. Showcasing the best of Metro Atlanta, our communities, the attractions, and the special events that make Atlanta great. Welcome to our virtual town square. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning and welcome back to the Around Atlanta edition. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Carol Morgan. Uh, Before we begin, we do want to thank New American Funding for being our 2021 show sponsor, now our 10th year on the air. It has been great having them as our partner. All right, Carol, this is going to be a fun conversation. We don't have enough music in our lives in terms of how I see things. So uh, this is going to be a really fun conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, and this is so much more than just a music store. I think that our listeners are going to be amazed at everything that they offer. So i just like to introduce Melissa Loggins. She's the owner of Music Authority. So thank you for joining us today. And just give our listeners a brief overview about yourself. Hi, thank you for having me. My name is Melissa Loggins. I own Music Authority, which is in Cumming, which is north of Atlanta. We see over 550 students a week. We do full-line retail We just finished up six fabulous weeks of summer camp in June and July, which was amazing. Um, And we do a lot of concerts in the community and we have a repair shop. So we're super busy pretty much all the time. That is awesome. How did you get into this? There's a lot of paths one can take in a life. How did you choose this one? Uh, I was a ballerina when I was in school, like when I was little, like middle school into high school and uh, just loved the performing arts. So I always had this dream of opening a performing arts school. And then I went to college and I got a degree in music business. So I'm one of those rare people that's actually working in my field. And as one of my internships, I interned at a music store that had teachers and I thought this is really cool, but I think I can do it a little bit better. I found some investors that helped us get started. And by the age of 25, I had a music store. That is That's very exciting. We'll talk a little bit about what instruments you sell and what you lease and that process. Sure. We do rentals on school band instruments. So clarinets, wow. saxophones, trombones, things like that. But we mostly do what you would call combo instruments. So I'm selling guitars, I'm selling amplifiers, I'm selling drum sets. We really focus on contemporary music. So our rock band program is really strong. We will have seven, eight, eight rock bands this fall, starting in August, actually just starting this week. So we'll have eight of those bands and that's really what we focus on. So it's, it's, we're really heavy into the guitars, guitars and amplifiers and drum sets. We do lessons. And like I said, we rent the school band instruments and we do lessons on school band instruments, but we look at it like most schools have a lessons program. They have a school band, so we're not going to reinvent the wheel and do what schools are already doing really, really well. We focus on those students who are getting missed out on because they play guitar and there's not really a rock band they can join. Well, how does that work? Take a little bit of a deeper dive into the rock band and the age of these kids. And you know, you have a rock band program. I mean, my gosh, my mom dragged me kicking and screaming to play violin when I was in third grade. I had no access to a rock band program. That would have changed everything for me. It's amazing how many professional musicians and adults who are musicians that I talk to that say, oh my God, I wished I would have had that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Our rock band program has now three different phases to it. The middle phase is 
aimed at middle schoolers. It's a five-month program that you uh, just sign up for. You don't have to audition. You just have to have a little bit of background instrument uh, background information on your instrument. And it runs for five months. We do two to three productions during those months. Um, usually we'll do two of them in-house. We actually have an in-house venue that we perform in. And then we'll do something like a parking lot concert or we'll go to the local pizza place and do a show. So the kids are getting in five months, somewhere between 20 to 40 minutes of music that they're learning. And it's aimed, again, mostly at middle schoolers. We have a what we call our showcase band program, which you can think of it like a varsity level band. You have to audition for it. We have two of those. And those kids play out and about at least once a month. Lately, it's been more like twice a month. We play places like Rock Solid Brewery and Ball Ground. We play Rosati's Pizza and Coming. We play Joe's Sports Bar and Alpharetta. So they're playing more legitimate venues and they're really out and about. They also do, uh, they do guest appearances at Kids Club at Halcyon. So they're working with younger toddlers and letting the toddlers try out their instruments. So they're, they're a lot more involved and those are high school students. And that's like the pinnacle. That's the biggest thing they can do. Some of the kids even go with me to Nashville to experience what's going on up there. Our newest program, which I'm so excited for, which is going to start in two weeks, is an elementary school band program. And this is our first season of doing it, but it's all elementary school aged children. And um, I have a fantastic instructor named Luke, who's just so excited to see what we can do with the little guys so that they can start the program a little bit earlier. Kind of like keep on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wish people would look at it like that, you know, and, and you know, um, one of my frustrations, and I don't know if frustrations is the right word. I wish schools were doing more to kind of push the arts and all the arts. And how much do you coordinate with the local schools and partner with them? I mean, are you doing things that they should be doing? Is it a good relationship with these schools? Are they doing enough to promote people's passions for the arts? Because our, our culture so desperately needs more of that. Any thoughts on that? That's a, it's a dangerous, wide open question, but I'm just curious <laughs> as to where you're thinking we are in terms of, are we doing enough to promote this kind of stuff to our young well, people? We're in Forsyth County, and Forsyth has a fabulous arts program. They're actually building a new arts complex for their school systems up here now. And I have some very good friends who are music teachers within the programs from um, elementary, middle, and, and high school. And they do an amazing job. Their marching bands are fantastic. Their uh, musical theater programs are just absolutely out of this world. Um, they've got great band programs. Their choruses are really competitive. So they're doing a good job at what they do. What we focus on is the kids that aren't getting met within the school systems. Because you can't go to the school system and sign up for a rock band. <laughs> that's something very specific. That's something very specific that we do. So like I said earlier, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I don't want to go and compete against my school systems. What they do is very good. And they've got incredible teachers at, at, our, at our school level. We don't work a lot of hand in hand with them because what we're doing is so different. Um, we do support them. We do have sponsorships that we do with them. We did a great program right before COVID where we um, raised money and provided one of our elementary schools with ukuleles that were that needed a little bit of help with funding. That was a lot of fun. And then to see the kids, you know, see these really cool ukuleles, that was that was a lot of fun to do. So we do work with them. But again, what we're doing is so completely different. Very cool. Yeah, well, that's just amazing. So for your rock band program, and I don't know if it's old enough that you have any like big successes yet, but do you have any success stories you can share? We do. We've been doing rock camps since 2003. And we've been doing our rock band program for, I think, five years now. I'd have to actually look. 
And we have students that have gone on to study at colleges like Middle Tennessee State, at Belmont University. I have students that are studying music business. I have some students that are studying music performance. And before COVID, we have enough kids that have gone through our program, some of them playing with larger artists. I have students that you can turn on the radio and hear them on the radio. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. And I remember the first time I ever, I was driving somewhere with my husband. My husband's like, pull the car over. I'm like, why? And he goes, no, pull the car over now. And so I did. And he goes, that's my student's band. He moved to Los Angeles. That's my student's band. He's on the radio. It was so exciting the first time. But in general, on any weekend when venues are back open and running again, you can hear my students anywhere from one side of this country to the other and even in Europe. We've, we've done very well. Have, uh, inspiring. I have a very good friend who has a, a son at Belmont. I mean, that's a great school. So that's a, it is. You know, he's very talented. Uh, so that's a great testament to the program too. So you obviously offer lessons. So obviously you probably cater perhaps to younger students or younger people, but what about 52 year old kids? I mean, I'm, I'm at the stage, I'm being deadly serious here when I say this. I do a lot of writing. My wife and I have a foundation. So those are two creative outlets for me. I I need a third and I'm seriously considering learning the piano. And I've done that a couple of times in my adult life and the career got in the way. I never finished. So I'm seriously, you mean, do you cater to kids like me or is it really, really kids, kids (laughs) that you focus on? We actually, about 20% of our students are adults. That's awesome. So that's actually, it's a larger number than you would expect. And one of our summer camps this last summer was an adult rock camp where they came in on Saturdays for two and a half hours and they worked for the month of June. And then on the last Sunday of June, they did a, they did a concert for their family and friends up on the stage with all the lights and everything. We do see adults and we see a lot of adults. We encourage them to perform in our performances. We'll place adults in bands with students for some of our, like with young, well, their students too, but with younger students. And we really encourage them to get involved. It's just, it's a great way to relate, release stress is what I'm trying to say. Well, there's a million benefits to it. I asked the question because I'm sure there's other dreamers out there like me that want to do it, but are afraid. I don't want to be with a bunch of kids in this place, you know? So the fact that a significant percentage of your students are adults is, is exciting and shouldn't sway anyone from from getting out there and and pursuing something that's passionate. So that's We had an... We had enough adult students come to our adult rock camp that we had two complete bands. So that was drummers, bass players, guitar players. I think we had a keyboard player, a couple of singers. So we do have enough that do it that they can interact with other adults. We're starting a, I don't know what day we're starting, but we're starting a program so those adult students can get together and jam once a month. So they're interacting with other adults. That's That's cool. Well, you know, it seems like all you need now is one person who can sing and play guitar or the drums to have your own band with all the, you know, synthesizing you can do and the recording and, you know, you you can sing your own backup music. And it's just phenomenal. Some of the people I see out there performing that are one man or one woman shows and just doing, uh, you know, amazing, amazing music. We'll talk a little bit about repairs. I imagine that some of these people who've picked up a guitar out of their closet that maybe they haven't played in 20 years, you want to get back to it, have some things that need to be fixed. Or we're like me as a boy. I destroyed that violin and played her guitars because that's just what boys do. So Sure, sure. Yeah. Our repair shop is a full line repair shop for, again, combo and condo, combo instruments. We, we work on amplifiers. Uh, there are some things we can't do, but we work on amplifiers. We work on drum sets. We work on guitars. The main thing we see is guitars are made out of wood 
And I, like I tell people, have you ever been, or ask them, have you ever been in a really old house in the middle of the summer? Well, what happens? The doors stick because mm-hmm. wood is going to swell when it gets humid. It's going to swell when it gets hot. When it gets cold, it's going to shrink again. So those, good, those guitars have a lot of moving parts. So mostly what we do is we try to keep them in good working order. It's just like a car. If you don't change your oil occasionally, your car is going to be very unhappy. If you don't do what's called a setup on a guitar occasionally, it's going to be unhappy and it's going to be difficult to play. So we really focus on educating our customers and making sure they understand that, you know, every six to eight months here in Georgia really need to have that setup done. So we work on that. We do a lot of restringing. Um, We reset necks. We do refrets on guitars. We do just about everything you could imagine to a guitar. Think you need 20% down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you Contact a new American Funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. I'm uh, suddenly thinking of the documentary I saw about Willie Nelson's guitar, which is named Trigger, and the care and, uh, and devotion they put to keeping that thing functional and working order. So uh, that's a that's an art form to care for and and uh, repair and and tend to instruments like that. So that's that's exciting stuff. Great that you offer that service as well. I uh, it comes as no surprise to us that you are recognized as one of the great music stores. Talk about some of that honor and recognition that you've gotten. We are lucky enough to have been uh, awarded seven times now to be among the top 100 music stores internationally. And that's by our trade organization, the National Association of Music Merchants. They determine that based on innovation, uh, what they call music makes a difference. Are we making a difference in students' lives? Are we making a difference in musicians' lives? Uh, community service, what are we doing to be of service to our community? They look at our customer service. They look at our store layout. Like, are, does what Do we have a nice, clean, neat, pretty store that makes sense? And one more, and I can't think about it right now, but if I think about it, I'll tell you what it was. But it's, it's, a, it's a group of, of things that they look at. And each year we submit basically reports to, to NAM for them to see what we're doing, what we're really proud of, what we what we think we're doing that's outstanding. And they weigh those against everyone else's that submits worldwide. And uh, it's, a, it's a fabulous group of, of stores that we are a part of, from Turkey to Mexico to Belgium to Germany to Australia. I mean, all over the country, all over the world. They, they've got these wonderful stores, and we're just honored to be a part of that grouping. Yeah, that's great. Congratulations for that. It's no surprise to us that you're uh, winning for innovation based on what you've told us already. Thank well, you. you're welcome. Um, you also recently presented at the National Association of Music Merchants Conference. Talk a little bit about that. This is something I've been doing for the last couple of years. I love doing it. It's an opportunity for 
me as a music store owner who's doing some really interesting things to talk about what we're doing that might be different or might be cutting edge compared to other stores. And then other stores can take what we've learned and apply them to their own stores. This particular year, of course, everything is about COVID. How did we survive COVID? Because we took an industry where everything is so one-on-one, person-to-person, and suddenly we had to close our doors. And in particular with us, we had a show the night that they closed schools. So it was like March, it was like, I think it was Friday, March the 13th or 14th. And we had a show that night. And the day before the the notice went out that they were closing schools. So we're like, what are we going to do? We ended up holding that show and I was glad we did it. But then we had to go to a complete stop. Like just, it was, it was like, you have a fleet of ships moving forward and everything had to stop immediately. So we talked, what I talked about in my presentation was, how we did that stop and what we did to get things back up and running. We had some teachers who were only out of the store for two months that we started lessons in person back in June. We did it very carefully. We made sure that we had protocols up. We have dividers in our studios. At the time, everyone's wearing masks, of course, and we wore gloves if we had to touch other kids' instruments. But what was really interesting about my presentation is it was a co-presentation. I was there, but so was a gentleman named Pete Yamber who works at Highline Music in California. And of course, his experience with COVID has been drastically different than mine here in Georgia. So it was was an opportunity for other music stores from around the country to see what we were doing and how he was doing and how I was doing it and then find their own path. Yeah, great stuff. Well, the great thing about music is it brings people together and that shared experience of experiencing music together is a wonderful thing. So events got to be so critical to the what we know is music and and what you do i mean our events back are these concerts and performances i mean are we are you back full throttle on that or where, where does that stand in relation to this pandemic yes thank goodness we are back i have sat through most of covid in my office twiddling my thumbs because events are what i do for the most part in my shop and so i had nothing for quite a while but we started back we started with a big parking lot concert ironically that par- concert was Two days after the CDC announced, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask anymore. So the timing was absolutely perfect. We brought out food trucks, we brought ice cream trucks, and we had this big parking lot concert. It was, it was fabulous. Through COVID, we were doing smaller versions of our recitals and our concerts, very limited seating. Everybody had to wear masks. We had to socially distance within, within the venue. So we didn't give it up entirely. But prior to COVID, we were doing anywhere from three to six shows a month. And to drop off to nothing was just terrible. So we're working our way back. We're doing anywhere from probably two to four shows a month right now. Wow. And then we'll eventually pick up back to back to normal. Very, very cool. Well, wish we could go on. There's so much more. I'd love to talk to you about all my skills with music, but uh, I'll save you both from that. But so grateful that you're out there doing this. And, and as I said at the top of the show, I think this... There's such a, a yearning for more arts in our communities, and I love what you're doing here and providing leadership to, to the community and giving these kids uh, and old kids like me uh, an opportunity to do some neat things uh, and really uh, get involved in, in this kind of stuff. So thank you for that. Melissa, before we let you go, should anyone need to connect with you and certainly learn more about all the programming and all the opportunities with Music Authority, where do they go? You can find us online at musicauthorityinc.com. We are also really involved. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We have a great TikTok program. 
I'm not surprised. I All bet right. you have some fun with TikTok, huh? Oh, it, it's do. a blast. <laughs> I bet you it's a great marketing tool for you. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, there are many in the industry that think that's where most music is, is broken mm-hmm. these days, you know, so exciting stuff. Not surprised that you're that you're there. Melissa Loggins, the owner of Music Authority. Melissa, again, great to have you. Thanks for carving out some time to join us and appreciate what you're doing. Thank you very much for having me. I enjoyed it. It's our pleasure. All right. Well, that wraps this week's Around Atlanta edition. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, my co-host, Carol Morgan, I am Todd Schnick. That is all the time that we have for today. Thank you for tuning in and listening. And we look forward to seeing you again right here next week. We'll see you then. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. Denim Marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim Marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.